Hey, you are listening to Talking to Todd. I'm Dwayne Johnson. I'm joined, as always, by Todd Prinz. Um, Todd, are you still in an undisclosed location? I'm literally in the exact same undisclosed location uh, for the last week. Uh, I might be taking this lockdown a little too seriously. And our special guest tonight is Mark Felderman. Hello. I'm glad hey, to Mark. Be Good to be here. Hey, we're glad to have you here. Um, so th- we we've got this, you know. We, we, we're still trying to find our voice, Mark. We're Todd and I are, are working on developing this podcast and really trying to figure out, you know, where we're going and and what's the hook and you know, and if we um, should be doing it at all. There's that. Yes. Yep. Valid. Rule, valid. Fail- Failure is always an option. If, if We're right do, on the edge. If you do this week and next week, you'll get farther than Dwayne and my uh, podcast from several years ago of uh, RPM, where we only did two. Well, this, this is the second Friday in a row, for the record, that we've done this. So, um, so this, week's, this week's topic... Um, so the, the backstory on this, Joe Posnanski, um, free plug has been doing this, started out as a daily countdown of the baseball 100, the best, the greatest players in history. And so he was writing an article a day and long form, like takes 10 or 15 minutes to read and just some fantastic stuff, right? So I've been reading these. I've been sharing them with Mark and sharing them with my dad and sharing them with Todd some. Um, And then Mark, last week on Facebook, Todd, I don't know if you saw this because I know you and the, you know, the, the social meds, you know, not exactly, right? What is this? What is this book of face you talk about? Yes, exactly. That's the thing. Mark posted this best I've ever seen live list, which generated a lot of discussion and, and was was really super. Um, really enjoyed that, Mark. That was great. It was fun. It, it was fun. And then um, because of the delay in the season, um, Poznanski's kind of taken a break. Rather than doing one per day, he's now doing like three per week. And then, you know, throwing in all, some other stuff, right? Which um, yesterday he wrote this long form on Roy Hobbs from The Natural. And it was, I really, really enjoyed it. One of my all-time favorite movies. I sent it over to Mark. And Mark responded with his 12 favorite people connected to baseball in some way, shape, or form. Great list. Fun list. And I sent him back my 12. We had one overlap. Is that right, Mark? It's something like that. It wasn't very many. It wasn't very many. It was, I I think it was, I think it was one. I think it was one overlap. And Todd, you want to guess who the one was? You want to take a flyer? Gary Gaetti. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, wait. Spike Owen. Spike, there you, that's, that was the guess I was looking for. Thank you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Inside, that's a 30-year-old inside joke, Mark. 
Okay. The, I, we're doing this just for ourselves. We have an audience of, you know, none. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and used to. that's right. Um, where was I? I totally lost my train of thought. You were um, the overlap. Oh, the one overlap one, we had one overlap player, um, so we'll see who gets to him first. But it it prompted the idea for this. Okay, pick your five favorite baseball characters, living, dead, real, imagined, fictional, whatever. Pick your favorite five. And Mark, as a longtime baseball high school baseball broadcaster, former coach maybe the biggest baseball fan that I know. Mark, talk, can you talk, just talk a little bit about this baseball group that you're a part of? Oh, Sabre. Yes. You um, and Daryl Hanson. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sabre, which is the statistical analysis of baseball in America or something like that. Uh, research. There's a research is in there for the Sabre. Uh, it's a really neat organization that does does uh, basically my part is I pay my dues and then funds the research of doing all the stats, but it's kind of uh, money ball on steroids, and you can look up anything about you know what this is where the Kansas City Royals get get their uh, stats to put up on the scoreboard that uh, this guy hits. Uh, Hits 390 against left-handers in day games when his mother's in the stand sitting in left field. You know, it's uh, th those kind of stats, which is really, really fun. Those are, those are my favorite. I know. I love them. So you, and, so you and your group are the ones that are responsible for destroying the national pastime. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Oh, Needed a face for that. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is. It's fantastic. We finally tracked that now. It's good, good stuff. Yeah. So my thought, so so my thought was invite the biggest baseball fan that I know, and then we go um, through our list. We don't. We really don't have time for twelve because I mean, you know, we're already well. Um, if we were if know. we were doing this right, if we were doing this right, we would each pick nine. But just like baseball, ain't nobody got time for that anymore. So ain't we're gonna have to. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have to shorten this down, and uh, you're gonna have what? to have uh, you're gonna have to have a three player minimum to 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 go there. Well, why do we have to shorten this down? I, I said until midnight. Semi-retired Mark Felderman. The, the rest of us, you know, I gotta I gotta report to work on Monday, I, and we could this could go forever. You know, I said five. And we could go, I'm serious. We could go, we could go forever. So Mark, as the guest, do you want for, we'll go round Robin here. Okay. Um, Mark, you want to go first? Give us your first pick. Oh, sure. Well, without question, the greatest uh, baseball player of all time was, was uh, Roberto Clemente. Uh, greatest right fielder. And we've got some great right fielders. I mean, uh, Babe Ruth played right field for crying out loud. Henry Aaron played right field, but, but uh uh, Roberto Clemente, not only 3,000 uh, hits in 18 seasons uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but he, he's really, I think he was the third Puerto Rican to, to make it big in the, in the major leagues. And certainly 
even today, probably the greatest Puerto Rican player ever. Uh, and uh, 3,000 hits. And, of course, I, I know I've told you this, Dwayne, but I'll never forget 1972 New Year's Eve, uh, a few days before there had been this huge earthquake in, uh, in uh, Nicaragua. And he had been raising all kinds of, of support and supplies and, and paying to have it flown in there. And the Somoza re regime was actually taking this stuff and basically holding this stuff hostage. So he decided that he would go on one of the one of these uh, trips himself on and on New Year's Eve uh, that of 1972, the the plane crashed uh, as it took off from Puerto Rico into the Caribbean, and uh, I don't believe his body was ever recovered. But here's probably, in my opinion, the greatest baseball player ever. And he dies on a humanitarian uh, trip as he's taking supplies to an earthquake in Central America. Um, and these were the days before we had instant news all the time. It was New Year's morning. I went with my best friend, Pat Mannerscheid. He was delivering for the Dubuque Telegraph Herald. And we went and picked up the newspapers to deliver them. And the headline was Clemente dead. And the two of us sat on the curb and cried. It was, it was a very. Well, I, I have a hard time thinking of number twenty-one without, without tearing up. There you go. So, Dwayne, I think that's the end of the podcast because it's it's going to get a little bit more ridiculous after this. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I I don't. Do you want I'm to not, follow I'm, that? Do I have to follow that? I don't want to follow that. I mean, my first one was going to be the the Philly fanatic, and now I feel kind of dumb. I got to be honest; it doesn't feel right. <laughs> my my other ones aren't really like this, okay? But I, I, I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I love the Philly fanatic. Who doesn't? The new one or the old one? Yeah, now. But, <laughs> Well, that's the question. You know about the lawsuit, right? Yeah. No. no. Yo, yeah. The people that own the Philly Fanatic are suing over the right to be able to own the Philly Fanatic itself and not have it be owned by the Phillies. Yes. Yes, it's an independent match. So the Phillies made their own version of it. It's just a little different. Joe Mahoney, my friend Joe Mahoney, could go on for, well, till Monday about this. On I'm, and on, and I'm assuming they're they're setting the precedent of Chicken, comma San Diego versus the Padres as far as an independent uh, independent right. mascot. Right. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, you know that doesn't change the fact that the Philly fanatic is a fantastic baseball character, and uh, and that uh, gritty uh, in the same town uh, should never be anywhere around anybody but that's a that's a that's a hockey podcast so moving on scares the bejesus out of me <laughs> when i've been with you almost anything scares you well uh, i'm i'm jumpy okay i'm jumpy um so i 
Mark picked yeah, Mark so picked next? a baseball icon. Yeah. You picked No, I did not. That was uh that was it's better it's it's frankly better than anything else I have on my list. And to be honest, I'm kicking myself that I didn't pick it. Uh that wasn't my actual pick. On the other hand, for the sake of brevity, uh if we want to count that as a balk, because I, I went towards home plate, so it counts. Uh that wasn't going to be where I was gonna go, but you know, Come I on, give us what are you gonna do? Give us your real pick. Come on. All right. Real pick. Uh, gro- uh, so gro- growing up, uh, growing up in the heartland of Iowa, uh, uh, there was only, there was only two ways to watch baseball. Uh, one of them was on, uh, at the time, I believe it was still considered WTBS and the other one was considered was uh, WGN right? and uh, WGN was closer um, so this is, uh, getting cable and paying attention to baseball kind of happens at the same time. So we're now talking, uh, early to mid 1980s, Chicago Cubs, uh, the friendly confines day baseball, et cetera, et cetera. And in any, anybody, any kid who grew up rooting for the Cubs in the mid eighties, uh, you, you have to, you have to put Ryan Sandberg, uh, up there as, uh, as as the 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 epitome of a professional baseball player uh guy shows up does his job uh does his job very well and and then and then goes off the field right no no problems uh in addition uh and this isn't why he's on the list but uh as as a side note uh because (laughs) Jeez, Mark Mark shares a story about reading a newspaper and sitting down to cry. Uh, I'll share a personal story. Don involved crying. Uh, I I go visit my cousin in Phoenix. Uh, I want to say about 1987. Um, in in the spring, and we go over to uh, the Mariners' home park at the time, which is really just a high school baseball field, if we're honest. And we're sitting here before the game and we're in the bleachers and uh, there's a woman a couple rows in front of us and people are just talking around and somebody asks her why she's there and she says, well, she's here to watch her son play. Now I'm starting to listen and somebody says, oh, uh, who does he play for? And she says, oh, he, he plays for the Cubs. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, hey, I know the Cubs, right? And then somebody says, oh, what position? And she says, oh, he plays second base. And here's the thought that pops into my head. <laughs> I literally remember thinking it's a good thing you're here to watch him play in spring training because he's never going to see the field because 23 has got that locked down. And then she goes, she goes, Oh, I think I'll go down and say hi to him. So then she goes down to the fence and goes, talks to somebody. And then they go and go get Ryan Sandberg over to come over and give his mom a big hug. (laughs) And then they chat for a few minutes and then she comes back up and sits down. The end of the story is somewhere through the fifth inning, she gets up and somebody says, you're not leaving. And she goes, yeah, I just really not into baseball. And she leaves in the middle of the game. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Just not into baseball. That's great. I mean, look, that's how bad spring training baseball is, right? (laughs) You can't even get your mom to stay through a game. So anyway, uh, of, of, of the teams that I rooted for, uh, and by the way, uh, be, because, uh, because I'm not steeped into the history, lore, and statistics, uh, most of my list involves the 1980 Chicago Cubs. So just so we're clear, 
Um, not not a, not a winning organization uh, during that time, but uh, it's at least you know you only had two choices, and so I picked one. There you go. Okay. All right. All right, Dwayne. I think you're up in the uh, draft of favorite players. I, I don't know how we're ever going to score this because it's favorite, but that's fine. Cool. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, the top guy on my list uh, is. I know the, I know. Uh, you know, was um, he number five? is George Brett. Yeah. He was number five. He was, um, I mean, I have, I have a bobblehead sitting on my desk um, from the 30th anniversary of the pine tar game. That's Brett, you know, uh, it's him running out on the field, waving a, a rag, right? Um, that I was going to go down to the game where they gave away these bobbleheads and I couldn't go, but I bought a ticket and my friend Alice, I bought a ticket for my friend Alice and her friend to go so that the two of them could go and then bring back two bobbleheads, one of which I got and then Alice has the other one. Um, but I, I paid for a game that I did not go to. Can we just get a you know an $8 outfield seat and be early? No, 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 no. I paid for a $50 seat in Royal Stadium during a losing season to have a George Brett pine tar bobblehead on hey, my desk. So just two quick things. First of all, uh, a Royals losing season, you're going to really have to narrow that down to a decade. <laughs> Thank you. Second... Uh, $50 seat. Did Alice enjoy talking with the owner uh, during the game? Yeah, because it, it's right in that, in that, yes, yeah. I, can, uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine what else 50 bucks buys you in Kauffman Stadium in the middle 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was, this was just a couple of years ago. This was the, the, that we oh, went. So, yeah, oh, you know, no, that makes it even a, more it's sense. A, okay. it, that's, it's a, that's a mid-level seat in Royal Stadium. But, I should I mean, really listen to when other people are talking. My fault. <laughs> but um, if you haven't read uh, the book about the pine tar incident, it's fantastic. I think Mark, maybe I sent this to you. Uh, a very little bit of it is actually the game itself. So much of it is the history between the Royals and the Yankees, and that the hate between the Royals and the Yankees and how all of this led up to um, Billy Martin knowing how Brett played, knowing the game. Somebody noticed the pine tower was a little high months beforehand. And, and then he just tucked that away. And then when Brett hits the home run, he pulls it out, you know, and checks the bat and then Brett goes crazy. And, you know, McClellan, has to hold him, you know, all of this stuff. Um, just fantastic. And I, growing up for me, um, in 1980 and 1985, when the Royals went to the world series first against the Phillies and, and then, um, beating the Cardinals woo in 85, you know, I would watch on TV and I would, uh, chart the score. I would, I would keep the scorebook in the living room watching the game, I was, I loved George Brett. He's absolutely my number one all time. 
that uh, that book on the pine tar, I couldn't put it down, <laughs> even if I wanted. Oh, bad. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, just, I'll just go back on. That was funny. That, that was funny, Todd. I got. I, you know, I well, <laughs> very nice. Can I? Throw okay, Mark. Back to you. Seconds here. Um, that the in the summer of uh, it would have been 1978, maybe. Uh, I went to a Royals uh, Tigers game down in Kansas City, and at that time I was young and attractive, and so I was flirting with the usher who was a female. Uh, I need to throw that in there. And she said, hey, do you want better seats than what we got here, than what you've got? And I said, well, yeah. She said, well, George Steinbrenner actually owns season tickets to the Royals right behind the dugout. Um, but, of course, he's only here when the Yankees are playing. So we sat in uh, George Steinbrenner's seats right first row behind the visitor's dugout. Because they weren't being used anyway. Why not? Yeah. Very nice. That was fun. Okay, that's it. Three weeks later, he got a cease and desist order from George Steinbrenner to get the hell out of his seats and a bill for the uh, amount of the seats. There you go. No, it was good. All right. Mark, who's your next guy? Oh, okay. My next guy is truly my favorite. Uh, my next favorite is, is Carmen Fanzone. Now, I know you know who Carmen Fanzone is, but Todd, do you know who Carmen Fanzone is? I, I, I'm hearing nothing there. Carmen Fanzone. I am. Uh... I, I loved I loved her third album. Um, I thought it was I thought her use of the marimbas and the maracas were great and groundbreaking. You know, I may have Carmen that San Diego. You're thinking of Carmen San Diego. Oh, where that, is she at now? That's yes. There you go. Carmen is still alive. Uh, he's uh, 78 years old. Um, he lives out in California, where he is an Emmy not Emmy Grammy nominated. Uh, trumpet player and, and flugelhorn is that is that right? Uh, his wife uh, Susan Rainey actually is a Grammy winning uh, jazz artist, uh, but he was a baseball player for the Chicago Cubs and for before that the uh, Boston Red Sox, and really is the ultimate example of of somebody who who really got screwed over by Major League Baseball. But he was, first of all, he was number 23 for the Chicago Cubs, the true number 23, the greatest number 23, better than Michael Jordan. Uh, See, this is where you lose me. Yeah, I hear this story. I've heard this story before. This is the point where he always loses me. I'm just, <laughs> I just got to say that. Okay. So, and we are, I would point out we are 23 minutes into the podcast at this point. But at any rate, um, you know, he got, he, got brought up, he got brought up on September 8th, 1970 and, uh, against Pittsburgh in Roberto Clemente's playing right field, right? And uh, he comes up, he, he, they say grab a bat, and he comes up. His first pitch in the National League, he drills for a 400-foot uh, home run and – um, that's all I'm going to say about that. 
And the first baseball game I ever, Major League Baseball game I ever went to, I got Carmen Fanzone's autograph. And we have actually corresponded a number of times. Uh, I found his address uh, and first wrote to his, uh, to the record company and they forwarded it on and he wrote me back and autographed my baseball cards and, and it's a very, very nice man. But, but here's the, here's the real quickly, the two reasons why I say, uh, really got ripped off by major league baseball. He was just a, just a few days short of being eligible for the major league pension and the Cubs released him. Uh, it was like, he had to be in it, had to be, five full years and he was like like honestly less than a week short of five full years to get the major league pension and when the major league baseball uh players union renegotiated they went back and said hey people who did this uh who 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 played but didn't get that whole they should get a pension too but uh the union didn't uh negotiate it that far back they only took it back to 1980 so uh so he got ripped off completely by that. The other thing was that he he seriously should have been a starting third baseman for somebody in the major leagues, but he was behind Ron Sano. And, of course, you know that Ron had diabetes and was injury-prone because of that. And so the Cubs kept him as a backup to Ron Sano and really didn't get to play that much. There you go. Common fans are so just to be clear, the greatest number 23 in the history of the Chicago Cubs was a backup third baseman. Yes. Yes, that's it. Way okay. Better. Just Way wanted better. that on the record. That's all we're going with. You know, really, it sounds to me like based off of that, he wasn't just the greatest 23 in Chicago Cubs. I think he's probably the greatest 23 in Chicago history. Yeah, better than Jordan by a lot. And who, who, who good news that? is, is that, uh, at this point, the, the one person that accidentally found their way into this podcast is now not going to be listening for the rest of it. So now we can really open this up. Who is okay. All right. Maybe Jordan was better. But he was certain the best trumpet player to wear number 23. I, I see. I could argue that either the current 23 for the Bears, Kyle Fuller, or the historic 23 for the Bears, Devin Hester. Either one of them is still better than Carmen Fanzone. But, hey, you go on, man. It's, it's I'm yours. I'm ready to move See, this on. Is, I, took, this is the, I took a whole four minutes. Go. Next one. Todd. This, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This is the beauty of favorite players. Um, you, you can't. Well, up until that point, I was going to say you can't be wrong about who's your favorites. I'm now, I'm now thinking that we might have to change that rule, but that's fine. That's cool. All right. That's see, that's why it's favorite. There is no wrong when it's favorite. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, moving on. All right. Moving on. Um, let's see. Me, right? Number two. And you're stinking. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. He. He's, he's, having to, he's having to think because Fan Zone was on his list. Yeah, See, that was, right? yeah that was, he was that next, was, wasn't he? Come on, fess up, Todd. Yeah, my, 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 entire, my entire list was just players that wore number 23 for the Cubs. 
Truth no, um, Jones, uh, Jones' license plate in California is Cubs twenty three. That's his. That's his personalized license plate. And everyone that drives past him goes, "Guy must be a Sandberg fan." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. So, so my number two pick. Uh, this is this is gonna this is gonna go uh, since we're we're using the entire baseball universe. Yes. Uh, mine, mine's going to go, mine's going to go, this is, this is going to take us off the, uh, off the player, uh, track. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Ray Kinsella. He was on my list. On your list. Yeah. So the, the lead character in Field of Dreams, yeah. um, a, a, uh, a, a, uh, one of the it, it it may not be one of the best movies of all times, but it is it is certainly one of my favorite movies and uh, shows uh, it, it really to be completely honest at this point, given all the scandals that are rocking baseball, uh, baseball doesn't deserve a movie uh, that puts baseball on this level. So uh, I, I will uh, I will open that up. That's just I, it, it's, I it's it. a great movie. It's a great story. And, uh, and I, and it's, uh, yeah. And it's, since it's fiction, um, it doesn't have to have any of the rough edges to it. Perfect. I'm, and you know, so, they were filming that film. I ran into, uh, Kevin Costner at a garage sale. That's really true. Really? In Dubuque. Yeah. I, I actually remember um, vaguely, but I remember a story uh, because we because of living in in Iowa Falls, um, we had we had both the Des Moines Register and the Waterloo um, Courier, mm-hmm. uh, and I remember there was something about I want to say in the Waterloo Courier that said, "Hey, if you want to be in a movie, they're asking for extras." You just need to get – all you have to do is get in a car and yep. you got to go drive out to this place. And it's going to take a couple of hours and you're just going to be in the car and you can be an extra in a movie. And I read that and thought, <laughs> who's the suckers that are going to go do that? And then I see the end of the movie and I thought, why wasn't I there? <laughs> well, I could have been. I, I could have been, been somebody. Me. I could have yeah, been, been somebody. See that? <laughs> That could have been the eighth car back on the left. That that 32nd car from the back, that was me. That was fantastic. (laughs) Okay, so this is here is okay, this is this is a transition. I'll 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 say my guy in next. It but um first um Mark yeah Mark had somebody play him in a movie. It's true. Mark, can you tell this story? It's true. (laughs) Did you see the movie? (laughs) Todd, did you see the movie, the final season uh, about Norway baseball? I did not. Okay. Well, I did not. I was the coach at Urbana-Shellsburg, which was in the same conference, which we got rained out with them four times in that final season. It was the final season for us. Uh, And – so there's a the scene, the first game, and 
and it's raining like crazy. And they show somebody in the other dugout, they show the coach saying, you know, bag up the, the bats. And that would have been me. It was first game of the season. We got rained out. You know, but it wasn't me, obviously. It was. See, how, how many people do you know that have had somebody else play them in a movie? <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. Right? I, not, not personally, not like that. Yeah, there you go. Good point. So, uh, I am. I am going to. I am going to stick with the movie theme. I'm going to stick with the with the Kevin Costner theme. Okay, good. And I'm going to go with Crash Davis. Crash Davis. I'm going to go with Crash Davis. Yep. Rose goes in the front, big guy. <laughs> I I I love this movie. I have always loved this movie. It is has some of my favorite all time quotes. My family is sick of how much I quote this movie. I know they are. Not just your family. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> yep. Listeners on KIIC and on KELR, we're also sick of it. But just go ahead. Oh. <laughs> and and it, isn't it? Isn't it? Here's here's the thing, right? Not not to make this all like, oh, we're going to do movie criticism, right? But between those two movies, Field of Dreams being the aspirational story of the power of of baseball to transcend generations, and it's the chalkboard, and has been wiped and rewritten, and baseball is the right putting baseball up on a pedestal as yep, one of family the family, and yep. It's one of the only constants in this entire country's history. Then you switch to a different movie that has a different view of baseball. <laughs> a, a more, shall we say, potentially realistic view of baseball in America. <laughs> it's fun. You know, you really think that this kind of... I, I would like to think as a fan that this is the kind of stuff that happens. You know, these are the discussions that happen on, on the mound, you know, his dad's in the, in the crowd. He's nervous, got a curse on his glove. Can't figure out what to get Millie for the wedding. You know, candlesticks always make a nice gift. Okay. Let's get two. Right. I mean, I would like to think that this is the kind of stuff that happens, right? It's, it's fun. By the way, some of the past Cubs pitching I've I've watched um, occasionally, I am positive that the catcher told the uh, opposing team exactly what was coming because that's the only explanation about how hard some of those pitchers got rocked. Anyway. There you go. Hit the bull. Get the stake. <laughs> Wouldn't have been out in most parks. Name <laughs> one. Did they... All right. The, so, okay, so we are, I don't know that we're halfway through, but um, we waited until 41 minutes last week okay. to take a commercial break. It, we're now at 35 minutes. I figure if we keep, you know, moving it up a little bit. Todd, you want to talk about our merch? Did you get that done this week? Yeah, uh, there's no merch. There's no merch. Okay, please don't buy our merch. Yeah, when it's when it's ready, it's going to be awesome. Right now, no merch. Not not so much. No, not so much. Uh, 
Mark, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Nope. <laughs> no, I don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I <haven't. laughs> If, if um, nope, 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 got nothing. In the if, past, if, you, mean, if, if you if you been doing this correctly, no more, yeah. no mas, baby. <laughs> so we'd like to go on here. We'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. <laughs> no merch and nope. We we'd like to get some sponsors. How about that? Yeah, this isn't helping. Okay. No, this is really not helping. Right, okay, so I think uh, given given where we are on time, I think we probably have time for the final for the, for the final round. Um, Ooh, Mark, Ooh, you start us final off for round. The final round, Mark. You want to start us off for the final round? Okay, but I but I'm sorry. You know, you said this was re- was free form. I have to mention two things. Pretty much any baseball movie where. With Kevin Costner is a good movie, all right? And uh, well, name name a baseball movie that doesn't have Kevin Costner. I think it's impossible. Major League One, Major two, League Three, three. but uh, but uh, but but let me point out. So you know, you pointed out the difference. Field of Dreams is this incredible fantasy of how great baseball is, which is it is, uh, and then how great minor league baseball is in a really fun way. And then, but then the third one uh, for the love of the game where he plays Billy Mitchell pitching a perfect game, uh, which by the way, oh, if he would have yeah. just thrown out, they would have just gotten rid of the romance in that movie. It would have been a great movie. Um, you know, uh, but uh, the baseball part of it was fantastic, but, but kind of the, you know, the, the sad part of an ending of a career that's all I got on it. Uh, second thing I'd like to point out is, you know, two years ago, was it two years ago, three years ago, that the movie 42 came out and and the story of Jackie Robinson. And I just, and, and my first guy was, was a guy from Puerto Rico. And I just, I happened to be looking at the 1970 Chicago Cubs roster. And do you know that they're all, that out of the, out of that whole 40-man roster, there are only three non-U.S. players. And one of them is Fergie Jenkins from Canada. Now, there's one Puerto Rican and one Venezuelan. And I, I just find that fascinating how the game has changed to become such a great international game. Just throwing that out. Okay. Very true. Right. Very true. Going with nothing. Very true. All right. My third and final person is the greatest left-hander of in the history of the Los Angeles Dodgers. You, you know who that would be? Well, given given your definition of greatest, I no longer can guess anything that you're going to pick. Okay. Well, if you guys knew anything about baseball, your answer would have been Sandy Koufax. But my answer is not Sandy Koufax. Greatest left-hander. It's because Sandy Koufax wasn't see, on your original list of 12. So no, I see. knew it wasn't Sandy Koufax. It's been so- see, look, he just admitted that. If, if you knew anything about it, this is what you would have said. But I judge differently. That's right. It's Ben Scully, man. Come on. Quit laughing so I can say Ben Scully. Ben Scully, 
six it, decades. It has been Scully. In, base, in baseball. And just, I mean, if you've listened to any of his broadcasts, and I know you have, I know both of you have, he was incredible. His voice always even, but yet full, dripping with emotion. And and he and he'd do the games by himself. He he didn't have a, a color guy. He just talked to us, and he was Vin Scully was fantastic. And I could tell a million stories about Vin Scully, but one of my all-time uh, favorite uh, stories is uh, when he when they moved to excuse me when when the uh, UCLA. Bruins hired John Wooden to be their coach, their basketball coach. He moved into a small uh, little house, and his next-door neighbor came out to help him move in, and it was Vin Scully. How'd you like to live in that neighborhood? Vin Scully, there's my third. Wow. Oh, Okay. Um, can you imagine, like, if you just think about, I mean, I mean, he's not a football announcer, right? Like this isn't 16 games. It's not basketball. It's not 82. I mean, it's, it's 154 now 162 and, and you got to cover three hours plus pregame plus some postgame and you got to talk the entire time. Like, has anybody spent more time live on air in American history than Vin Scully? I don't think so. I think you're right. Uh, I don't think so. And just, I mean, you felt like you were at the stadium to paint that picture day after day, you know. And, I mean, it was as if... You could be listening for the very first time and, you know, just know that, and, you know, it, it, and it, it wasn't repetitive, but just, just amazing. Um, the link that I sent, Mark, the link that I sent you the other day with all these old baseball recordings yep. over and over and over, you can, I mean, you can go and listen to Vin Scully today and it's just amazing. Uh, it. The, the first game out of that list that I listened to was the Cubs against uh, the Dodgers. And it was Vin Scully. It, it was the Los Angeles broadcast, and Vin Scully was just fantastic. There, there's nobody like him. So <clears throat> I feel like my, my pick here now is going to feel like uh, – so – so you you went a different direction. You went to broadcaster. Now it feels like I'm just copying you. However, uh, this this is already on my list. Um, although it's there's a blinking cursor, so apparently I could have put anything there. But um, in sticking with my growing up as a Cubs fans in the '80s, please don't. Uh, please, there was don't. there was one more don't don't do it. There was one more constant. <laughs> Of Ryan Sandberg. Please don't. Uh, no, don't do it. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> you want to talk about That's Arnie in the Davis of baseball. Go for it. Oh, he's awful. So 
Well, you're going with Chip Carey, right? Chip <laughs> Carey is your choice here. Steve so I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got a pick and a half a pick and a quarter of a pick uh, to completely violate the rules. Uh, the, the the person going in is yes indeed Harry Carey. Oh. Uh, the I've, I've had kidney stones that haven't hurt as bad. <laughs> so, so the 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 half a pick then would also be Steve Stone because that 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 was that was the it was it was Harry and Steve that was that was who I remember growing up with. But and Steve got a lot um, of the uh, drunker Harry got. So, so here, 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 here. This is this. You know what this is? This is this is. Um, this is exact. This is very, very. It's not exactly sure. This is Field of Dreams versus Bull Durham. Is Vin Scully versus Harry Carey? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Does it ever? Uh-huh. <laughs> I. I just remember at one point, um, again, I'm just going back to my youth, and I turn on WGN, and Harry's in the in the bleachers, <laughs> and 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 having fun, and you're like, isn't that against some sort of broadcasting rule? <laughs> like, like who? And by the way, I, I wouldn't even go back and watch any of this stuff because it would be, as we say now highly problematic um, because even even as a even as a as a fairly young kid watching this I kept wondering like like between batters and between innings um, the cameraman would always find um, pretty women preferably in the summer in bikinis and Harry would have something to say about it which <laughs> no you know you know <laughs> um, I, have, I have a vague memory <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a vague memory, it, and and this is probably one of those where I've remembered it into fruition, and I've not gone back to look at the tape. But 1984, uh, the Cubs win the uh, win the NL East, and uh, so the broadcast team goes into the locker room, and nobody's really sure what to do because they haven't won the they haven't won the East in a long time. <clears throat> And I remember that Steve Stone, I believe it was Steve Stone. I, it may not even, it was, it, he was the one who was doing the interviews. And in the background, while he was doing the interviews, was Harry Carey drinking and shaking up beer and just yelling, Hey, <laughs> he was celebrating more than the players. And he was just going back and forth behind the interviews. So, and I'm just thinking, is it your job to? In- nope, guess not. Hey! Nope, I'm busy. I'm bu- you got it, Steve. I'm, now, I'm- yeah. Now, the last piece of this then that puts the the piece de resistance onto this, and this is the this is the quarter of a pick, okay. is Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey? Because oh yeah, quite frankly, Will did a better Harry Carey than Harry did, right? Um, and I saw an interview with, with Will at one point and he was talking about, he's like, it's kind of difficult to come up with this. And as Will told the story, he's like, I believe it was Will. Um, 
again, none of this could happen anymore, right? Like this, you you would be off the air. Like he would spend more time suspended than on the air. Oh, yeah. um, Will tells the story of listening to a game and like, uh, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess this thing up. But basically, uh, pop fly into the infield, infielder drops it. And Harry says live on national TV, what I want to understand is how a Mexican can lose the ball in the sun. <laughs> True story. And as Will Will tells the story, he's like, first of all, he's from Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, no. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 last two pieces though are are uh, as as I as I throw this out because again, uh, whatever, uh, is I, I remember they broadcast his funeral live on WGN. And I tuned in for a bit of it. And one of his best friends from the pulpit was talking about Harry. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember this line. He said, he said, you know, in a lot of funerals, people say, boy, I wish they could just come back and we could do it all over again. And he says, I got to be honest. I, I, I don't wish that for Harry because I don't think any of us would survive. But the last piece is, um, I went to the second to last home game in what must have been 1997, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was Harry's. Um, it was Harry's second to last broadcast. Um, we didn't know it at the time. He he passed away in February, uh, but we were there for the second to last home game in nineteen in nineteen eighty seven. And uh, actually, as we were walking through the uh, as we were walking through the really tight, dark, dank, uh, damp concourse um, before the game, a uh, golf cart with uh, with Harry being driven on it went whizzing past us because he was on the field doing stuff ahead of time, and then they had to get him all the way up to the broadcast booth or something, and. And it was like, Hey, there goes Harry Carey. You're like, wow. And you know, you get to, you get to go. And the thing is, right. And, and, and maybe it's you know, whatever it's hokey, right. You go to Wrigley field, go to a home game, you Harry things, take you out to the ballpark. And, and then after he died, you're like, Oh, you know, they're going to keep seeing it, but it's, I don't know. It's not the same. It was the last time with Harry. So anyway, I've taken up way too much time on Harry Carey, but that he's number three on my list for probably all the wrong reasons. Absolutely, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> there, there is no, there is no, there is no wrong. Yes, there and is. If Carmen Fanzone could be on this list, right? Which, which is littered with Cubs, clearly. So, um, so here's the funny thing. I, I, I go tell Lisa that we're going to record this, and she goes, "This is going to be boring because y'all grew up in the same place. You're just going to have a whole bunch of Cubs." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no," because you know Iowa gets claimed by the Twins and the Brewers and the Cubs and the White Sox and the Cardinals and the Royals. And yeah, there's a lot of Cubs on here. There's anyway, a lot of. <laughs> so um, I, I am. I'm not going to say Ben Zobrist. Even though he is, um, and was um, 
heart and soul of the my Royals team that finally won a World Series again and then turned around and was MVP of the Cubs to win their World Series in 2016. Um, one of my absolute all-time favorite players is Ben Zobrist, but I'm not going to say Ben Zobrist, okay. right? Because I'm not, I'm not going to put another Cub on this list. So I'm, I'm kind of breaking the rules there too, right? right? So I'm going to say somebody that I'm not going to count, right? So, but um, <laughs> the, the answer to the listener challenge at the very beginning was the guy that is on both Mark and my lists, and that's Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear, or Yogi, Yogi Bear or Yogi Berra? Yogi Berra. Okay, sorry. Yeah. They broke up a little bit. I was like, okay, sure. The picnic basket, yes. I love, I yes. love a good picnic no. basket. Okay. Yogi, you know, um, everybody remembers the yogiisms, and everybody remembers, you know, you know, what time is it do you mean now? Um, or nobody ever goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Um, or it gets dark real early out here, right? No, I mean, everybody remembers the yogiisms, but uh, they forget what a fantastic catcher he was um, about how he could hit. If the ball bounced two feet in front of the plate, he would find a way to smack the thing for a double and score a run. I mean, he was... Um, incredible behind the plate. He was an incredible batter. Uh, he was in just this icon in Yankees history on teams that were full of icons. Incredible player. He won the... How did we manage to get a Yankee on this list? He, he, Jeez. He, I, what's that? Yogi Berra won the American League MVP three times. Three right? MVP. Who remembers that besides you? Exactly. And he caught uh, Don Larson's perfect game, which meant he was calling. Perfect the game? Pitches. Yeah. He was calling the pitches. And and Don Larson Just, wasn't that great of a, of a pitcher. I mean, he ended up with a losing record. But he's the guy you remember that had the perfect game in the World Series. Right. But – just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was, Yogi Berra is fantastic. Good choice. So we started out, we started out with 12. We intended 12 each. We intended to do five. We got, we got nine. Did you say, you said we we're going to do nine at the beginning, Todd? Were you I right? Nine each. <laughs> it's baseball. It's baseball. We have to do nine. We, so we did nine. There it is. How about that? Hey, it's, it's as if we planned it. Can I throw? Can I though interrupt this love fest with the number nine, which by the way was Randy Huntley? Sure. Um, we should uh, we we should just tell who our other two were without any comments, okay? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Babe Ruth and Branch Rickey. Okay. No comment. Babe Ruth and Branch Rickey. Without commentary, Babe Ruth and Branch Rickey. Okay. Todd, you want to go next? I, I don't know. I have two more. Uh, you go next, and then let me see if I can come up with two more. <laughs> well, I will I will go with a Ricky, but Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Good call. 
one of my favorite baseball people. Again, quotable beyond belief. No more commentary there. No more commentary. Um, and Fred Lynn, yeah. who, when he was playing for Boston and then um, the California Angels at that point, um, was, I thought, one of the best people in the world, let alone best baseball players. I just looked up to Fred Lynn beyond belief. Yep. Good call. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. So uh, uh, all of these need explanations, but I can't give them. So, um, again, I'm just going to preface this with the time that I was actually paying attention to baseball. Uh, Cal Ripken, Jr. Yeah. Great call. Um, yep. He was on that list. And... Uh, we're going to end up with another cub one way or the other here. Um, uh, Go on. Chicks dig the long ball. Go on. Oh, that's on my, oh, oh, there's. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's between him and it's between him and one other person. Um, so, the, so pick them both. We have no rules here. So, so, so one of them is Greg Maddox, who is also on my list. So, and the other so one course, is. Well, so here's here's the problem with Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox is a Cub, loved him. Greg Maddox is a Brave, where he had most of his success, couldn't stand him, not because he changed, but because his uniform did. I <laughs> <laughs> see. There you go. Uh huh. And and the other one. Oh man, I really should have watched more baseball at some point. The other one was uh, was Andre Dawson. And again, Cubs got him. That's what we're not supposed to explain this. Cubs got him at the end when he wasn't when he wasn't the the Hall of Fame player. The the blank check, uh, the the blank check, and first time I ever saw anybody throw somebody out at first. Uh, put put it on the put 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 him up on the list. And I just I just broke the rules on explaining. So some some order of those. So with a minute and a half remaining on our hour, um, this has been this has been a ton of fun. Mark, thank you for joining. Well, this was great. You, We'd love to have you back. Let's talk about the teams we hate or the, the players we hate. Oh, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say the players we hate because I was looking at some of your lists and I was like, oh, I hate him. Oh, yeah, I hate him. Oh, we're going to need to <laughs> work. I, I get a lot more play. It turns out I got a lot more players I hate than the ones I like. So I get a lot more material. Although we probably want legal to, cl- to clear this before we release that one. Yeah, you probably. Right. Until he joins your team, then he's your favorite. Yep. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We can go there with the Broncos too. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to play us out. Join us at some point, somewhere, maybe if you can find us. You've been listening to Talking to Todd. I'm Dwayne Johnson on behalf of Todd Prince and our guest this week, Mark Felderman. Thanks. Yeah.